Yeah. Yeah. That is like my zen. Holy shit. Oh, wow. I just want to keep listening to it. Fuck yeah. Who's that? Sick track. It's a Norwegian band called Torque. Torque. Norwegian. Is it like Torque? Torque. I think that's pretty spot on. Torque. It's double A. I thought it was like Take. Taki. 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 Chris, uh, how you doing, man? Yeah, good, man. How well, you guys well, been? Welcome back. Yeah. This is your first back. time with um, cameras. Yeah. 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 Is that freaking you out that there's cameras now? Not really, but... Uh, <laughs> no. Okay, cool. I don't, I don't have to open my beer with a Sharpie yet. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little thing. It's oh, like, that's it's crazy. Like, it's like fucking a fat chick with a small dick. <laughs> Chris showed me how to... He just opens beers with anything. Remember the last episode with Sam, I had trouble with just like a lighter? Yeah. Yeah, he was opening it with a Sharpie. Fuck yeah. How the fuck? Anyway. Practice. Yeah, we use them to open beer, sniff them, whatever. Yeah, whatever your bag is, Sharpies, man, coming in <laughs> of everything. Well, yeah, writing and opening beers. Um, yeah, we've, we we uh, you've you've had a turbulent day. Oh, I've literally <laughs> just stopped moving. Really? Literally just stopped moving. I'm okay. Like, oh, yeah, it's good to stop moving. Let's set him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> set him on fire. Oh, I'll just sit here and burn. Fuck nah, it. That's cool. Um, guess what's happening tonight? What? Um, Titan. Saturn's biggest moon will be eclipsing our moon tonight. Tonight? Yeah. Why did I not hear about that? It's been all over the radio. Okay. But you know what's even funny? I love it because the people of the observatory up in Jinjin, they're talking about it and saying, this will be great for scientists to study the universe and what could possibly be like... What do they say? Um, uh, the... the the beginning of like life on other planets, right? And I like, I actually laughed at it. Like, how the fuck is watching a moon of another planet pass in front of our moon going to help us understand life on other planets? Like, what the fuck? Hmm. Like, yeah. I, I like. Have you noticed? Like, you hear more stuff about people talking about life on other planets and yeah, like discovering new planets. Oh, I, I, I remember I when that was kooky, like crazy shit. Now it's like mainstream to yeah. talk about life on Mars and stuff. Yeah. I was the only one talking about that shit. No, everyone thought that was fucking weird. Yeah, I now generally just don't weird. listen to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to go. Yeah, through yeah. life as well. But no, yeah. but, so they reckon they discovered a new planet, like how many fucking light years away mm. that could potentially sustain life has the same sort of atmosphere and stuff of planet Earth. And now watching a moon pass in front, of an, in front of another moon helps us understand life on other planets. Well, I think if people just focused on our own planet a little bit more, instead of trying to escape it, you know how to be a no, no, our planet's a lost cause, Chris. <laughs> yeah, true. No, it's true. a lost cause. Fuck it. Kill it. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, kill it with fire. Well, Speaking rev- of fire, you got a lighter? Yeah. This thing sucks. Oh, really? You still... <laughs> you were challenging... Hey, Chris had two coffees. Two, fucking two coffees. Uh, well, that's that's your second one, but I've never that, seen a man drink that large a coffee mug. That's before. a big coffee mug. That's a fucking huge. Oh, I'm a big boy. You're a big. <laughs> 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 with, the, with those new new rocks, you definitely are big. But the is that instant coffee though? Oh yeah, like a whole mug of that. Yeah, yeah. black, no sugar. Right, <laughs> sick. Um. I don't drink why? coffee. Why? I don't drink coffee. Uh, like, how many tablespoons do you put in? A couple. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Fucking pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I put half a tablespoon and I go crazy. 
That's enough for You're me. You're fucking crazy anyway. I am. I Doing am. cartwheels in the fucking car park. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I've seen him climb a fence one time. Where? Yeah, the, the, um, car park opposite the Boston. Was yeah. he being chased? No. We were just hanging out in the Man, car park. When we, played, when we played at the Boston last Friday, <laughs> some dude bolted out of Rosie O'Grady's, got chased by the fucking security guard, pinned down in the middle of the road and arrested by two cops. <laughs> No one knows what he did, but it was just so <laughs> ludicrous. About about thirty minutes before our set, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that um that was last Friday, Friday thirteenth. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Who was it playing on that bill? Obviously, uh, you guys. Icarus lives. Yeah. Um, Bayview suspect. Um, couple of couple of other bands that I think it was like a that that we were unaware of, but they're all really good. Um. Mm. I think it was sort of like a, a TAFE put on kind of show, and they ran it pretty well. I was quite impressed. We put on a few TAFE gigs in our oh, lifetime. The old days. Yeah. yeah. Days, Where yeah. did we do it? Flybys. We did it with Rosemount as well. Rosemount, Flybys. Yeah, flybys. yeah that course is still going. Yeah. What do you think about the Boston? Uh, we've spent the last three gigs we played there trying to get banned. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we're going to accept any other shows there. Honestly, like, you know, it's not a bad venue or anything, but for a band like us that really, like, you know, we do rely on, like, you know, getting good photos and good footage and stuff like that. Like, there's just not a lot to take out of it. And when you're mm. playing to, like, to, to like, a small audience and the way that it's configured with, like, the barrels and stuff yeah. in the room. It is it's a very like, big open room. Yeah, like, and, it's, big, yeah. and it's quite strange. And in terms of, like, lighting and things, there are limitations. So... Yeah, for you guys, us, you guys had lighting. We've got a we've got a permanent light guy. Oh. Yeah, Grant does all of our lights. Oh. See, I think last time we rocked up, we didn't have lights. No, you didn't. No. no. Well, no. if you need lights, hit up Grant. <laughs> He's the man. Yeah. But yeah, it's just yeah. There's not a lot to take out of that venue for us. You know, it's connected to a pub, and when the fog gets too heavy, the people from the pub come over and complain to the venue, and so that was sort of our tactic. But it didn't work. I think they're just used to us. Yeah. So I think yeah, we just got to be very careful about. You know what we what we do if we're playing with some like you know you know bands coming over that need support or whatever we'll definitely help them out but I think you know we'd we'd prefer to play venues like Amplifier and mm. and things like that mm. the, it, the close the close ones it sucks when you actually on. have a live production show yeah but you also want to have the flexibility of playing like a pub a pub like the Boston well I think and, that and there's kind of that push and pull because you want to put on your best show. But like sometimes the logistics don't allow for that, or well, they kind of look at you weird. Like, really, you want a smoke machine? You want strobes? You want this and well, that? Well, the thing that we've taken out of this year really is that, like, you know, there's no point doing things that aren't going to um, sort of add something to the atmosphere of the band in general. You know, like we've accepted shows. Like, you know, last year we played so many Australian shows, did all these Australian tours. Some of the shows were amazing. Some of them were not so good. And now we're sort of in this position where we have more of an idea of what is going to work for us and what isn't going to work for us. So I think the Civic is highly underrated for a venue. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's actually <clears throat> probably one of the nicer venues, I think. Well, but again, it's it's one of those like big, big open rooms that you really need a, a big crowd, otherwise it's going to feel really lost. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, part of what we're what we do as a band is like feeling lost is okay. You know, we're sort of in our own world. It's not so based off what the crowd gives back. Cause a lot of the time in Perth, like I don't think 
a lot of Perth guys are really ready for, really into what we're doing. Like it's a real niche thing. You know, Europe is kind of where it's at. But yeah, a, a lot of the time we get more just you know kind of standing back kind of crowd and not a lot of moshing or anything like that mm. going on, which is cool for us. But in a room like the Civic, you can really tailor the lights that like what the emotion that is on the stage is captured on the stage and doesn't really need to transcend into the audience. Mm, and yeah. it's kind of cool because the audience is all in the dark, so you can just do what you do. Um, that's what we do at the Civic anyway. You know, you see the odd head poke through the fog at the front, but realistically um, it's about the vibe and the music and the fallbacks are really good there. So, mm. the, la- the last thing you want to do is make eye contact with someone and crack a smile. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey? Why? You don't get put off your game. Like if you're in a crowd and there's someone like, you know, being drunk or being something really stupid happening, you're like trying to like, you're you're invested in a set, you invest in the song, you turn around and you're like, oh, uh, like no. There was some old guy at the the Boston show up the front and I don't understand the gesture, but now we've got cameras. He was, the whole time, he looked like a really cracked out Bruce Dickinson (laughs) and the whole time he was like, doing this and i'm like well what do you want so i just fucking tackled him (laughs) that was like you know it's just like whatever like if if you're not into it or you're like you're going to gesture or you're you're like really fucked up like just leave us alone yeah Yeah. it's band practice at the boston (laughs) i don't even get time to look up the thought never crosses my mind i think it just it does suck me out i think that's probably why i don't do it the last time i played at boston with all this filth before i left them yeah there was some dude at the front who was so drunk, he was swinging punches. Like, literally, like, at the front of the stage, swinging punches over the fallback. And, you know, I like to get close to the fallback. Brendan clocked a punch. Like, he clocked a, what? I think, like, in the side of the leg or something. Yeah. And I was, like, down, you know, getting right down. And the next thing I know, there's, like, his fist, like, flying past me. I'm like, what the fuck? And I like, jump back again. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's sick, though. <laughs> just swinging punches. I'm like, okay. I like, I don't know. I like, <laughs> I've had, I like that shit. Yeah, but not at the band while they're trying to play. Come yes, on. at the band. I've had so many people. <laughs> Hell yeah, at the band. I've had so many people on tours come up to me and like hold their hold their beer up like to cheers, and I've just grabbed it off them, thinking that they've given me a beer. It's like a full beer. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, someone kicked you. Yeah, I'm, someone smashed into me somehow but it was probably 95 percent my fault right this is when i tackled that old bloke and accidentally started a bit of a pit <laughs> right and um, Karma, huh? no <laughs> yeah no it was it was good fun so i wouldn't um i mean it's all been live streamed if i really wanted to work out what happened i'm sure i could but you know i tackled a few of those barrels as i said trying to trying to sort of piss the venue stuff off a little bit right <laughs> just, just to r- rustle their fe- fe- feathers a bit yeah, yeah just for yeah. fun but like yeah i ended up fucking myself up pretty badly so because you broke your thing right yeah my thing no, <laughs> make it sound I like really I- <laughs> your thing your uh, <laughs> insulin pump thing yeah yeah so that was uh that was pretty fuck came off the stage and just realized that the whole screen had gone black on my insulin pump and i was like oh fuck uh, and I went home and tried to, like, start up this, like, old spare that I'd neglected to send back when I was supposed to. Right. And the fucker wouldn't work. And then I was like, fuck, I've got to go to hospital or something. And Shit. we got halfway there and then it started working again. So I've still got that connected and I picked up my new one today. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a little bit of a uh, an annoying and expensive experience. That's crazy. <laughs> Does it deliver a timed thing? Yeah, like constant. It's like it basically okay. emulates a working pancreas the best that anything can at the moment. Right. Mm. Does it detect your 
blood sugar levels first? It, it or can, just, but it yeah. can, but I can't be fucked with that stuff. I just do it okay. all manually. Just yeah. do it manually. Yeah. Cool, cool. I was going to say, if you really want to piss a venue off, get them to pay for it. No. Hold them liable. No. <laughs> That'll piss them off. Well, it's part of the show. <laughs> I'm sure I've broken a lot of speakers at that venue, so, <laughs> yeah. you know. But you're right, man. The, the Civic has that big hall kind of vibe mm. where it's just like a box and people come in and you have to watch the music. You're not fucking around doing shots, mm. you know. And you, well, that, that's why, like, when was the last... Have you, you played Rosemount Hotel? Yeah, we haven't. We haven't played it since it's been all redone. I Not redone, think. yeah. So it's been a while. Because that's what I was going to say. So I'm sort of on the fence about the the redesign of Rosemount. I mean, oh, it the new looks, it, okay. yeah, it looks amazing. It's so good, nice big open room. But it's done that. Remember how the bar used to be sort of in the middle? Yeah. And so people at the bar were kind of pushed. There was that like a small section between the bar and the stage mm. where the crowd kind of gets funneled into there, which is cool. Now that they've moved the bar was off to the side kind of thing. They've left this big open room yeah. where it becomes that problem where people like to stand back. And now with more room, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's that goes with what you're playing. You know, if, you, if you're trying to attract bigger bands to come and play in your venue, then you need more space. That but, is true, yeah. But yeah. for what we're doing, I think that for a while we kind of... We had some sort of semi-commercial success for a little while with what we were doing and then... We kind of realize that it's just not for us. Like, we just don't want to be that kind of band. We'd rather play smaller, more underground kind of shows. Mm. So, like, the littler venues work better for us. Um, but that being said, the Civic might be quite huge. But as I said, when the crowd's completely in darkness and it's all about the stage, then there's a focal point, which is yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, with the Rosemount lately, all I've noticed is that there seems to be sound problems at every international show they have where the sound guy knows exactly what he's doing but something just goes wrong with the desk or the patching or something and it's guitars cutting out i saw make them suffer there with uh wage war not mm. too long ago wage war had great sound but because of like the in-ear factor and the the complexity which the make them suffer guys have totally sorted out but because of the complexity of that like the venue just couldn't handle it and everything yeah. went wrong did, did does anyone know if like when they re when they revamped uh rosemount did they like upgrade any of the sound gear like was all that stuff I heard they put a, a new PA in new PA I could be wrong I'm really out of the loop with it this that's what you think you know like, the PA there in the first place was already quite good yeah mm. it's just mm. I have no idea I could be thinking of another venue I haven't fucking played Sorry. shit in <laughs> yeah. fucking ages yeah. yeah oh well <laughs> oh well but yeah it sucks when cause we we used to run a projection show now that's really hard to to do logistics for yeah you know or like a, a venue would say look we have a projector then you get there and you realize you don't have the right cable <laughs> yeah well, or it's I mean, a vga you got to get an adapter yeah. and then we, it's like we were doing like like in-ear monitors and uh we had like three vocal mics on stage for harmonies and all of this stuff yeah. and then like i guess it just seems a little bit arbitrary after a while you know we ditched all that shit and now we've just it's my mic on stage and that's it and yeah. it's just fold back and i was going to get a wireless mic and i just went against it because i'm like honestly like i bring that mic to shows all the time and then it's not going to work in japan it might not work in parts of europe whatever like it's just pointless and realistically like it's not a big deal like if you can't make nsm 58 sound good then you should probably just not sing 
<laughs> so you know we've and and because of that you know like we've cut a lot of like the intricate like clean vocal stuff like out of our set because we've just kind of gone had this like revelation this year where it was like you know i didn't start playing dark black metal kind of music to have pretty moments in it like i just don't want to do that anymore you know mm. i want it just you know it's meant to be like a downward slope and then like that being said like separating that from like your real life you know like what you're doing outside of that and then being able to like get into that headspace for for like half an hour or 40 minutes or whatever you're playing mm. i think better captures um that mood because you can get deeper and deeper into it but like without it actually affecting you in the long run as well so much mm. where like what we were doing before was like we were trying to be professional and we would and it's like this kind of music like if you want to be super professional like you know you basically alienate the underground that liked you because you were raw you know yeah so like being i think like a massive thing in in this sort of like depressive black metal stuff is being completely raw and honest and then if you're you know if you're juggling like three vocal tracks and two of them are harmonies and then there's all this all this fucking pre-recorded shit coming out of the speakers and like you know like we've got a piano player now coming in next year um for that reason is we just don't want we don't want it to be like you know inauthentic or anything like that and right and like the layers and stuff like you know they've all just been taken away and it's just like what you see is what you get and i think that that is going to be big for us but it's something we're working towards Mm. So that being said, like the smaller venues kind of work better for that, you know, like, yeah. and same with like lights, you know, we've got Grant on the lights because we prefer like black and white photography and that kind of stuff. Like we don't have any colors in the lights anymore. So you mentioned commercial six, like a little bit of commercial success what, or, or commercial attention. Attention. I guess, you know? So it was, <laughs> was, do you mean like more in the crowds were getting bigger and, or like you say, like, uh, here and there, I mean, we scored a few supports. Yeah. Um, like, like fairly large supports, but I don't, I don't think we've ever really fit any of them. But yeah. I think that the perception of the band got sort of distorted a little bit because we did experiment with some more, you know, art rocky kind of stuff and some more, yeah. some more like melodic sections and stuff, which we've now just decided that it's the main reason that we've ditched it is because it's boring as fuck to play live. Yeah. You know, like if you're playing all this like pretty stuff with clean vocals and like you got to focus on like you know, the pitch of your voice and you got to focus on the mm-hmm. delivery. It gets fucking boring. It's like, you know... You want to be able to have it raw. Yeah. Know, so just let it go. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you want to... I want to be able to drink, like, a liter of Jim Beam and not be able to talk but still nail the set. <laughs> you know, that's, that's like... And I'm not saying that that's, like, you know, out of, like, love for alcohol or anything, but it's just... Yeah. I just want that... I want it to be this switch. You that know, it's of- just like on, off, on, off. That's it. And, like... Yeah. That's what it needs to be when you want to succeed outside of music in your own life as well as I've done nothing except music since I was like 14 years old. Mm. And now I'm at this point where it's like touring's fucking expensive. And like, especially to get to Japan and do all these things, like the cost is huge, but you know, like I'm going back to uni and doing all this stuff now. And, you know, I've got a relationship that's great and all of this stuff that when I first started dead space, like I didn't have that, but I feel like it's sort of, kind of being able to isolate like real life and art and being able to like juggle them as a thing it's probably the biggest stepping stone for us when it comes to like being really authentic with the art because it's not it's not like a whinge fest you know it's not like oh my life sucks way 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 which you know it could have been at, at the time but like it's just it's like th- there is a darkness somewhere like within anyone and it's just channeling that 
and sort of expressing that in maybe more of a extroverted way than an introverted way. Yeah. Which I think is a huge thing that, you know, if you're trying to project a feeling in front of an audience, uh, projecting introversion, like it, a lot of the time doesn't connect or like, you know, it loses meaning. I think, you know, mm. if you're, if you're projecting like this introverted feeling of like angst and depression and blah, 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 unless somebody else has the exact same feeling as you, they're not going to get it. But if you leave it more open that it's just like the emotions in the voice, the emotions in this, like whether you know the lyrics or not, you can just see it, you know, it becomes like more real for you. I don't think, I think what I'm trying to say is like you don't have to connect to everybody on a personal level as long as you're connecting with what you want to do and you're projecting that in the most honest way possible. Yeah. People will recognize that whether they identify that feeling or not. Yeah, if it's in a alignment with your values as well as a person. And I think that's yeah. what happens when you get a little bit of commercial success is that the compromises tend to grow, I, yeah. I think, because you're trying to maintain that appeal. Well, I mean, I think the reason that we never got any actual success is because we didn't compromise completely. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've certainly toured hard enough, but it's not really important. You know, it's not important at all. It's like, you know, we play music because we love playing music, Mm. We've all got other things that we want to do and other stuff going on. But I think that it's just about and I think success is about longevity really. If you want if you want to have success in the right way where you are basically connecting to an audience, you're building a loyal audience and those people are going to stick with you for the right reasons. It's about putting out good music after good music, but always just sticking at it and standing behind it and then performing it but it takes time you know if you blow up really quickly it's probably a bad sign in terms of yeah you, you know, fall, success yeah. in the future you fall a lot harder yeah and then you get found dead in a bmw <laughs> 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 yeah that was really grim <laughs> yeah you just no, post, post some instagram dailies and then be found in a be found dead in a bmw fucking success is yeah there. that's crazy yeah no, but it, maybe the success true. comes after you know? <laughs> I think yeah. that everyone has a different reason why they're doing why they're in the game yeah I think totally because for some people that compromise is not a compromise at all to write pop music and they love it yeah they actually do and they genuinely love it but yeah when you are in that pocket where you don't align with that and I've always felt that even no matter what genre I play in bands, I never truly feel like I'm part of that genre, you know, or that yeah, label. But like, yeah, but you're a drummer. <laughs> oh shit! I feel like Wait, I can't say that to Chris anymore, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, life sort of comes down to like a balance of selfishness and selflessness. Mm. Like I feel like the world at the moment is too selfish in some aspects and too selfless in some aspects. Like people are not really focusing on what they need a mm. lot you know there's so much like diversity at the moment which mm. it's really good that that's taken into consideration and is like a concept and facet of life but yeah you can't live your entire life trying to impress other people absolutely. or trying to help no. other people you get depression man. absolutely well, you, not yeah, only yeah. will you get depression but you know human beings are, are animals you know and any other you know animal that 
doesn't look after themselves, doesn't feed themselves, doesn't fight for themselves, gets trodden on by the pack and left behind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a big thing with people is like everyone wants to help everybody and it's like, well, sort yourself out first because I know so many people that are, you know, self-proclaimed hippies or whatever and they're, you know, on their spiritual journey and they want to help other people realize their spirituality, but they're on the fucking dole. So they're chewing mm. up my tax money <laughs> yeah, they're, and not yeah. paying rent so they can go, you know, meditate 50 times a day yeah, and look, smoke weed and smoke weed like, and look yeah. at crystals all day well, that, that's yeah. what always shits me off when something happens and you you know the whole hashtag pray for something mm. and then people sort of posting their good deeds and stuff as if that, man, like you're saying you're trying to impress it's, kind of stuff it's, it's all like, virtue signaling man it's well, all it's all literally man. saying look i'm aligning with what is the status quo at the moment which is to say Hey man, a bunch of people did this or that. Man, I I support that, but it's everyone's just got a checklist, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, they're just I, checking I, it off. Like, hey, like I've got to show that I support this, or I'm a piece <laughs> of shit. I sort of I agree with that, that in yeah. a way. It's like I feel that um, it's a little bit more like philosophical than that in a sense, where mm. it's that you know, modern society values and ethics and everything they're all man-made. You know, like we are animals that are meant to hunt kill you know that sort of thing um and i think that there is nothing wrong with being in a society that's that has become what it is because of our intelligence and our values but you gotta remember that a lot of values are theological at the same time so the whole idea of self-sacrifice being something that is good or you know looking out for others more than yourself and you know basically letting yourself being taken advantage of that's a christian thing that came down from religion like a long time ago mm. and our whole society in in the western world is sort of loosely based off that so we're set in these ethics of like this is what we're supposed to do to function in society mm. and i think that's a good thing if you want to function in society then you know these this is what you got to do yeah. or, or that's the checklist like i said the checklist yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is why i said I, I sort of agree with yeah, that and yeah. you know but i don't think it's that people uh trying hard to fit in with the status quo or whatever i think it's that people are doubting the reason for their own existence and where they fit into this whole social structure and people are starting to sort of wise up and question whether these values are realistic and viable for a future generation I'd, so, I'd, i blame two things mm-hmm. evolution and the shit they put in the water <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. No, like I'm always convinced that like, you know, you see all the way society's changing and stuff. And a lot of people uh, will argue that, you know, it's it's based off, you know, it's almost something happens so it's like a reaction or something like that. What if it's just evolution? What if it's just the way that our brains are slowly like reforming that we've suddenly having these different ideas and different sort of thoughts towards what we normally wouldn't have? I kind of feel like it's sort of temporary. I think that think, yeah. I think that like a lot of people have started to realize that the world is so open and there's so much more, you know, like, you know, all this, um, you know, gender equality stuff, which is like basic human ethics should have come down to this ages ago. But people are so excited that they can think outside the box that they're just pushing it a little bit too far until until someone comes through and it will like sort of level out or it will swing the other way it's like a seesaw mm. it's going to swing the other way it's already happening yeah and i don't yeah. think i don't think that that's that's a matter of like oh you know we're getting worse and worse as people and this is mm. happening i mean like people have always been fucking terrible 
Like if you if you've ever done history and you know any units in that oh, at university yeah. or school or whatever, it's yeah, <laughs> like people have always been terrible and like worse things have happened in the past than what are happening now in yeah, in absolutely. some aspects. Yeah, but absolutely. like yeah. you know, it's it's cyclical. Everything's cyclical, and I think this like you know the whole global warming thing's cyclical because how fucking cold is it in Australia at the moment? Mm-hmm. And how hot was it Wait, when the dinosaurs it's, it's, were around? But it's not, it's not called global warming anymore. No, no, they no, changed not, it. Yeah, they changed the name of it's it. It's climate change. Huh? Yeah. No, it, it yeah stuff, f- stuff that changes, like the climate. I mean, the, the hole in the ozone layer, that's obviously gone. Mm. Or we forgot about it, or they just changed the name of it. Y2K, that was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all, all your phones, everything, all the computers, it's going to crash. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, No, you're right, but... I'm kind of worried at the moment, at the same time, that there is a culture of this, what I call the hype of victim as well, where there are genuine equality issues, but there are people that are just fucking lazy. And they hate... I, I, hang on, wait, hang on. And they hate adversity, and, and they kind of get aligned with these groups. Like, you see a lot of, like, super crazy, irrational people on the left as there are on the right. I, think it's, yeah. I think it's just part of the cycle you know mm. like they these people have a voice and they know they have a voice where maybe 15 20 years ago they didn't have a voice mm. and they're exploring that yeah and but it's about how far they can explore no one's going to turn around at 60 70 years old and have the same views that they did when they were younger it's all yeah. a learning cycle mm. and you know this this stuff has been going on for ages like rosa parks like you know all of this stuff like you find that voice and you have the right to express your voice mm. but nobody Nobody has to listen to you. Exactly. You know that's the thing is if these people want to want to go nuts, it's it's fine. Like they're they're exploring their sort of place in the world, their voice, how much effect they can actually have in this sort of a system. Which you're right is healthy. And some it's of these healthy. people might actually learn where they are in society and not like it and actually make a positive change. And that comes out of every generation. So mm. I think the stress about the way that the world is going is. I think it's fair, like it's a fair thing to worry about, but at the same time it's like it's not really proven that it's it's going down a sinkhole or anything at this no. point because yeah. there's how, been, you know, the Great cool. Depression and everything like that. Absolutely. Like it's yeah. how much of stuff like but how much how much of it is bandwagon stuff, do you think? Like how many people do you think are out there that see these things like let's let's go to like the gender equality, fucking SpaceX missions to Mars and all that stuff. Mm. All this sort of like, do you think there's a lot of people that sort of see it happening and they jump on that bag when saying, oh, this is the cool thing, this is, let's all... I, I, I kind of find, like, yeah. it, to me, it almost seems, like, you know, they say if something seems too good to be true, it probably is not. I believe that. Or something like okay, that. I yeah, that. I mean, to you an know, extent. there might be, yeah. like, a, a follower sort of thing going on, but the world needs that. Because if you have an entire but, world... But, yeah, but, but what do I mean? But how, like, how honest is that of... Those kind of people, like I mean, you, you you'll never know. But like, it it's might, hard to even know who's actually legit on it and who's just doing the bandwagon. But it's type the way thing. people are wired, you know. If yeah. you had, if you had an entire world full of everybody that had a revolutionary idea, the world would be so confused, you know. Like you need people to back up opinions, whether they understand it properly or not. It's just part of it, you know. Those people yeah. have a place. There is a place for everybody. Oh, stop mm. making sense, Chris. <laughs> I can, why don't you just jump, no, on, jump on my bandwagon I think of anarchy is that a and euphemism? confusion? <laughs> jump on my bandwagon. Daddy's uh, not coming on I'm gonna, anything. I'm going to start my own bandwagon. 
Yeah. I know what you mean, but you know, every generation has its parasites, man, that will follow along because it fits their agenda. Well, here's no. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to jump in because this is actually okay. a really cool thing. Uh, so yesterday on the news, the whole thing came out about Donald Trump that met up with Vladimir Putin mm. to talk with the the KGB about their meddling with yeah. the election and stuff. Everyone's lost their minds about. No, it. no, no. But what? Get this right. So it was all over the news saying Donald Trump believed the KGB intelligence over like his own CIA and all this stuff. And now it's, everyone's like having fucking rage over like how like a traitor. How can he believe the Russians and not the American people? And then he came out today and he said, like, apparently he he made a mistake in his speech or what he said. And he is actually saying, no, he actually believes the American people and not the Russians. Now, I don't know whether that's what he said. Obviously, he might be trying to, like, cover up a lie later, whatever. But instantly, as soon as they said that, people just jumped on it big time. It's all over. And now, what if it actually was a legit Freudian slip or mistake in his dialogue, yeah. like reading a script <laughs> or something? Yeah, how how much he's just flipped the whole fucking world over. Yeah, by missing one word. It's all knee jerk reaction now. It's yeah. all emotion. Yeah. That's why I think it's like because you're it's, right. It's, it feels like so, pe- people are ready to pounce. Like people sitting there waiting for something, are. anything that they can just jump on and just like yeah rage about. Shake, like, it, I'm, I'm, shake I'm, their fist I'm, about. Yeah, yeah, I want to flip this fucking table now. I don't know why I'm getting so rage, Chris. Calm why'd you do that? Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe they should. Uh, maybe they should just join bands and then they won't have time to get angry. Yeah, have an outlet for it. Yeah, <laughs> just do something that is theirs. What are we? Putin, Trump, um, Merkel, and does the UK have a prime minister? Didn't someone? Yes. Re- someone? No, someone in the UK Parliament um, candid or quit? Quit. A while back. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Quit. No, I'm just thinking like the ultimate world politician band. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Bill Clinton is a singer. <laughs> That'll be amazing. Alrighty, <laughs> <laughs> oh, But I don't know. But I find as people get old, as people get older, they tend to value conservatism. And that word is so dirty now. The second you say it, people want to punch you. When you say conservative, well, anything, it's, right? Okay. But I find myself now wanting stability. And I always considered myself a left-wing person. Yeah, now exactly. Like, you just mentioned the no, word that I was about to say. But De- define conservatism and define left-wing. Like, is there actually a definition of what they mean, or is that like a loose term? Like, oh yeah, I'm left-wing. I'm conservative. It's primarily, I'm, I fucking hate. It's those been words. dictated Sorry. a lot yeah. by American politics. That's the problem. Because our liberal here doesn't actually mean liberal. Yeah. Even, but even though it's called the Liberal Party. Is the, is the left wing based on the White House? Like, they live on that side of the thing and they live in the West Wing, like left wing, West Wing. I don't, I don't fucking you're not, know. You're not actually that wrong. Yeah. It's, yeah. But you're asking the wrong dude. And I shouldn't say things like that without backing it up. Yeah. But Chris no, that's the thing. There, like, what have I done? No, but I mean, like, you've, yeah. heard, you've heard terms like that being thrown yeah, around, like sure. conservatism yeah. and left wing. And to me, like, it's just become, like, there was like terrorism. Where I'm just like fucking it's, whatever now. It's like, trying to you trap hear it you. Everywhere. It's trying to that trap you. That probably wasn't the best word to use. I'm really apologise. Nah, fuck that. But <laughs> it's trying to trap you in a left-right paradigm, and that's part of the game. You got to be an outsider. Don't follow yeah. any group. That's what I say. But I'm crazy. So <laughs> well, so you, yeah, yeah the, you're the left-wing bandwagon. <sighs> you just wanted to insult me, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um. but I don't know because I felt like in high school, I was the only one. The September 11 happened when I was in year 10. And then the eventual Iraq war after that. Mm. And I was one of the few people 
that was no one would want to have a conversation about me about with me about <laughs> sorry about, about me <laughs> with me about like the current state of politics mm. and i was in year 12 everyone told me to shut up but that's a i funny was like dude i think this war is really irrational and then like dude weapons of mass destruction man like i got so much shit in high school um i don't know what my point is but yeah, but I, just, I hope I, I hope just, that people are still having those conversations. But I, I like how you mentioned after that, like um, 9-11 and then the um, Iraqi War, the, sec- the Ira- second Gulf. Fuck, war. How many how many fucking Iraqi wars? Like, has Iraq ever not been at war? No, no, it's always in no. turmoil. Yeah, that's the it's idea. It's just like another fucking an, another war. Like, eh, I mean, it's still fucking a war. Oh, fucking, no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oil. They just why don't they just build that fucking pipeline? Yeah. Through fucking Israel and be done with it. Like fuck. Mm. But what what were you like in high school? I have not like what were you how old are you now? Twenty five. Yeah, okay, cool. I was pretty quiet. I dropped out pretty young. Yeah. <clears throat> but um Yeah, I don't know. I just I was I was the kid that just wanted to listen to music. I guess nothing's changed. Were you yeah, but you were you were already playing music at that age, right? Yeah, well that's yeah. why I left. Yeah. I left to go do that. Um did some TAFE stuff, went through Whopper for a little bit, dropped out of that. Yeah. I'm a really, really, really good dropout. <laughs> <laughs> Drop hard. out of school, kids. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to uh be in a curriculum that's creative based, I find. Mm. Really, really hard. Well, I can't even imagine I can't even remember my high school's being any sort of creative in any sense, like no like real music programs or anything like that. But no. you actually I think nowadays I mean, well, I have, last time I went to school was fucking what, over ten and fucking fifteen years ago. But yeah. is that something that schools are doing? That uh, has there been any advancement in that sort of creative education? Uh, I don't know. I'd have no idea. I mean, I I dropped out in year nine. Wow, yeah. year nine. So I was pretty young. So yeah. I've probably been out of school for maybe only a couple of years less than you. I'd say. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nine. Obviously, you can see shit. no difference. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just wasn't for me, you know. <laughs> Chris is smarter than both of us, and he <laughs> dropped out in year nine. <laughs> wasn't my thing. <laughs> yeah. See, I admire that because it wasn't like a fuck school. It was more like, was it more like I know what I'm doing? I know what my passions are. Like I'm walking away from this shit, or was it more like fuck school? Uh it was more like I. I sort of knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, I, w- I knew I just wanted to play music. But, you know, obviously, um, you know, there was a, a certain element of not wanting to be in that place either. And I just felt like it was a waste of time for mm. me, for me anyway. Um, yeah. Because I would rather be at home, you know, writing music and doing stuff like that. And I felt like I was ready for an adventure. And that's kind of, that was really it. It was the call to, I was a very anxious kid, put it this way. Like when, when I was born until when I was, um, I don't know, 17, 16, I was a very anxious kid. You know, I didn't trust anyone. I didn't like anyone, you know, and, you know, developed type one diabetes and stuff. So I was sort of trapped in my own little like health world as well, where, you know, I was basically a pin cushion until I was like now i guess still now (laughs) yeah so like it was kind of like a a very weird thing but i just felt like to overcome how i felt about things and to overcome being so introverted because i i realized that 
that introversion is probably the worst thing that you can do as a human because you're sort of put on this earth and there's so much going around you or when you're it's important to be able to think but if you can't think and do at the same time then that's a problem because thinking and doing have a complete trade-off yeah you know if you spend so much time thinking you don't do anything yeah. and if you if you're one of those you know those you know sort of more you know i'm gonna go do this blah blah blah. a lot of the time you don't think things through so it's about finding that balance yeah, exactly. that balance yeah it's what? it's fire and water man too much water too much thinking just yeah, so out the fire i just felt yeah, like anything. it was it was time to go do something that yeah. was a little bit different to what other kids were doing that's, a, that's cool man. well at least you, you learned the basics learned to read and write yeah, well, I, I assume <laughs> I did a. Uh, I actually just got accepted back into uni and like did a literacy exam yeah. because I didn't finish school and I got like in like the one percentile of the state. Oh, nice. So one. yeah, I'm not um, I'm not bad when it comes to literacy, but I, I didn't have to do the maths one, but I did the maths one anyway because I was like, if I'm gonna fucking do it, may as well do both, mm-hmm. and I got thirty <laughs> percent. <laughs> cannot cannot do algebra. Fuck that. Yeah, algebra is way too abstract. Well, that's the thing. I actually understand it. Like, I, I sucked at maths. I failed maths. Mm. Um, but that's probably all I did. Well, I don't think uh, that. I don't think that it's that I don't understand the maths. It's that I think the idea of mathematics is familiarity and rote learning. Yeah. Well, that's- so I haven't been. I haven't seen an algebraic question since I was like mm. thirteen years old. You know, was yeah. like I was looking at this stuff like. I get what the X is meant to be and what the Y is meant to be, and I understand what they're asking, but I don't have the the routing neurologically in my brain to understand exactly how I'm meant to mm, work this yeah. out. But like what yeah. I was going to say, like, I actually feel like I understand it now, yeah, almost just through my own life, like picking up bits and pieces. Like I feel like I've learnt the certain things that I didn't learn in high school because high school was fucked. Mm. I hated high school, and I didn't want to fucking learn shit there. But now, just through life, like I felt like I picked up what I learned back then. Yeah, there's a there's you an, pre- there's an appreciation your own pace for it. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. when you like stumble upon things, we have that self revelation. It's way more valuable than what some teacher tells you that's being paid thirty thousand mm. yeah. well, k I mean, a year. I think the best the best way for some people to learn is to fuck up lots. Exactly, and I've done mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah. I've slept in slept in the street in Sweden because I've fucked up accommodation on tours and like. Yeah. Fuck, there's one way to learn, man, and that's yeah. that's a way to learn. You yeah, know? Don't do that yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the good thing about failures is that you get them out of the way. Yeah. See, well, sometimes you repeat yeah. them. It depends on who you are. <laughs> depends, how, <laughs> depends how dumb you are. Yeah. Depends how alert you are. I ran into that car five times and it still wouldn't move. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, if you put, like, X and Y in algebra. I couldn't do the equation, but I could tell you a story about <laughs> X and Y. Yeah, yeah. I could exactly. make up a story. <laughs> I can maybe like write a song about X and Y, but I can't <laughs> do the actual equation. It's uh, fast. Yeah, it's crazy. Ooh, good shit. Good shit. Smooth, yeah, huh? Smooth. <laughs> On the vapes. Creme. Yeah. Creme. Cre- caramel frappe. So when I talked to you last, you have you been on tour since then? Yeah, I think we we did Japan. Yeah, with Flesh God Apocalypse, and I think it was just before then that you guys spoke to I us. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did that. Um, we did a, a Melbourne run, like a small Melbourne thing, um, and I think we had the Paradise Lost show in Perth. Uh, but yeah, we've sort of been laying low. We've had some lineup changes. 
Uh, we have a new album that's 95% done. We're pretty much ready to go, which we actually recorded the drums downstairs. Yeah. Sounds sick from the demos, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be really cool. Downstairs, six feet under. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. But no, really just, I think we all took a step back and sort of re-evaluated, you know, new members. Who do we want in the band? Where do we want it to go? Mm. And we sort of like look through our catalogue of what we've got and we sort of picked an idea, okay, like, you know, we want to go sort of more back to our roots, you know, as as in like our first record kind of thing, but like from a more mature standpoint as yeah. the band that we are and everyone kind of agreed on that. And then we knew straight away, we're just like, we're going to get Dan Jackson on bass, John Pescott on keys. I play in another band called Cancer and we're going to uh, Japan in August to do a few shows over there and John and Dan are both playing in Cancer and we're so closely like I write most of the music for Cancer I mean Dan comes up with some riffs here and there but mainly it's just me and then John sings on it right and because we've become so close and John's been in the Dead Space camp and Dan's been in the Dead Space camp for like from a long time it was just so obvious you know it's just like Dan is like a killer guitar player like killer right hand on him plays really well and like you know, he just went out and bought a bass. He's a great bass player. It just fits perfectly. He's one of the one of the best dudes ever. And um, same with John. You know, John's just been there f- from the outset, and we need a piano player because there's more and more piano parts in this new stuff, you know, like intricate piano parts that you need someone to play. And he, he's he got the skill. You know, he, he might be a little bit out of practice at this point, but, like, we've been tracking at my house. It's going to be really cool. And, you know, he's also a phenomenal vocalist. And it got to a point where, like, with cancer, like, I couldn't release an album and go touring all the time because Dead Space is taking up so much time and now I'm doing a fucking double degree at uni. So it's just, like, Holy fuck. pretty full on, like... Hey, Cancer is a very bold band name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think John could probably go more into why we called it that. Um, yeah. It was my suggestion, uh, but... He's got his own meaning for why he called it that. And there is another band from the UK called Cancer, which we found out. I think he did the research before and just went, fuck it, I don't really care. But yeah. So that's going to remain a studio project. Uh, we have a new record coming out pretty soon too. But the whole idea was not to sort of amalgamate the two, but it's like we started Cancer in the first place because John wanted to perform. And then I said to John, sorry, man, like I can't keep up the touring with both bands but you know i still love the music like 100 percent. like we can keep it like that and then when we thought about it a little bit more we're like well it's time to make changes in dead space you know we're doing something different we're going back to a certain sound but at the same time we've developed a lot we kind of uh we need new members shelby had to step aside because she's doing a graphic design job right and she quit her job pretty boldly but you all know that you know when it comes to being in a band you need money and if you've got no money you kind of um you don't really have a leg to stand on in Mm. that aspect so that was quite difficult so Shelby left and then we filled her position with Dan and then when I put Dan in the band I was like I I think we really need a live keyboard player so yeah we got John in and it wasn't to yeah to fold the band it was basically just John wanted to perform that was what he wanted to do and Cancer will still play the odd Perth show here and there and, you know, maybe a support or go over to Melbourne or whatever when, when we have time to facilitate that. But the main thing is that he um, he doesn't, like, lose vision of what I said to him in the first place when I was like, you know, come on tour. So, you know, he's coming to Europe next year. Um, 
John's not doing Japan, but Dan is. So we're slowly piecing it together. But it's music, man. Like, if you go out and you want to see the best show that you've ever seen and you have a preconceived, you know, okay, all six members are going to be here. This is what's going to happen. So, you, no. Like, people have shit to do. You know, Dan Dan might not come to Europe next year because he's um, applying for a grad program to be a nurse. He's just finished his degree. So, like, we will use some someone on the European tour, probably, um, you know, our friend from Isla's site that might fill in on base. And you just got to make it work. You know, it's just how it is. So mm. everyone else is like, you know, original members of the actual band and then you've got to fill in member, but it's fine. You know, you develop, yeah. you develop like as much as you have a relationship between the six people in the band, you develop new relationships with other people as you go and there's nothing wrong with letting somebody else in. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah, mm. you've got to flow with the change. Mm. To think like that's the only constant, especially in this fucking to think industry. That, to think, to think that, gonna... that like people can stick around for that long and commit like, exactly. Life happens. Yeah, people yeah. have kids. People get jobs. People, people you know, go back to uni. Mm. Yeah, people. People just, just aren't into it. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's cool. better than canceling a show, canceling a tour. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're in a position at the moment where we're pretty much we're actually a hundred percent booked up until next March. And I don't think we're going to be playing many Perth shows. We do have a uh, a little something that I can't really talk about in September after the Satyricon tour. Um, it's like a local local thing with a with a national headliner, and I, I even don't know enough about it to say anything. But you know, I'm away at the end of August with cancer, and then the day after I get off the plane with cancer, we do the Satyricon support in Perth, and then we do the Satyricon tour through September, and then in October we're in Adelaide. Mm. Um, and then November we're back in Japan December I'm taking a family holiday which is going to be interesting <laughs> a family holiday <laughs> yeah. where are you yeah. going I'm going to Mexico oh, oh fuck, fuck yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean you guys say fuck yeah I've never been so I wouldn't know but yeah so we're, we're going to Mexico all through December and I get back in January and then in February we're in Europe um, end of February March which got announced last night so we're pretty much booked till then and I'm pretty keen instead of being that band that just keeps booking and booking just keen to see where everybody lands at that point and then we'll book from there so it's like yeah okay it's better than cancelling a show or whatever but I want to make sure that like when we do have the six piece lineup and stuff that we can book shows that we can all commit to which which would be nice and I don't know what's going on with uni like you know at the moment I'm I've just been accepted into a into a Bachelor of Philosophy Mm. which is just, you know, a jo- thing out of, like, self-interest, you know, that's something I've always wanted to do, but then that goes into a law degree when I double it up. So if I decide after this year to go straight into law with whatever results I get, if it's a possibility, then it could drastically change what the band's doing after in semester two next year. Mm. Or, you know, if I decide to just stick the philosophy out on its own and just finish that because the band is, like, doing cool stuff and, like, that's what I want to do. Crazy. Then there's there's the options, and then John's you know John works in um oil and gas, and you know he's got his own things going on, and his job's quite taxing, so he doesn't know where he's going to be or what he's going to do, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know Dan's going to be like a newly qualified nurse, and Tom wants to go back to uni, and yeah, you know, pretty much the most solid dude in the band at the moment is Herb. You know, he's a tattooist. He's you know he's got his income sorted. He's 
he's fucking sweet, um, super chill, but the rest of us are sort of, it's kind of rocky as opposed to, it's not a matter of like whether it's going to keep going, like it's not that sort of conversation that we're having at the moment, it's a matter of what can we do to economize what we're doing so everybody gets what they need out of this and that we give back to our fans like the full package and you know everything that that needs to happen happens in the right order at the right times yeah so yeah nothing booked beyond march but That's cool you got you got a good uh, chunk of dates there to trial yeah see yeah exactly and, you know we yeah. got some with dan we got some with john maybe with both we'll see what happens but yeah. but at the moment it's kind of like you know we do have backup plans what we were going to do with John's parts is basically get two SD cards for the uh, for the backing tracks, <laughs> and basically if he can't make a tour, like we can at least have his parts ready to go. So it's like yeah. you're not missing it sonically, but you know he's not standing yeah. there. It's the only difference. So you know it's basically it just gives us options for flexibility, and I just yeah. feel like we're at that point where like life needs to be a little bit more flexible for us to come out on top in five years. You know. Yeah, you know, if you want this band to keep going, like we want this band to keep going, like we need an income and we need jobs you and we, gotta, need, we need to be where we you need. You got to loosen the vice a bit. Mm. Just like mm. let things happen, let things flow. Yeah, like but yeah, don't for sure. don't call it don't call it quits. No, just, no way. No, let, way. let it no, breathe. It's... Let it breathe for I mean, a while. You mm. you call me on philosophy. Like I don't understand how you you learn philosophy. I feel like what we're doing now is philosophizing. Well, it like, is in in a certain it's, aspect. Philosophy is almost just theoretical conversation. Mm. Is it not? It's is it re- not? Really, it's deeper exploration. Well, philosophy philosophy really... has evolved a lot. Mm. So you know, philosophy used to be about making comparisons, and then we got a little bit smarter than that. It's, yeah, well, there's too much to compare to now. Like you can't find a distinctive. Mm. What's the answer. what are the units like now? What, what's it really heavily based on now? Well, I'm just doing the core units this semester. I'm doing three core units and uh, and English lit. So juggling that. Woo. So it's just just four units, shouldn't be too bad. But yeah. you know, I've got got first week like in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm just keen to sort of a lot of the stuff that we write about is sort of especially lately like based off the whole like Nietzsche sort of ide- right. ideology um, and the you know the genealogy of morals and that sort of stuff and good bad evil, which is what the last EP that we released was basically based on and then this next release sort of incorporates that into like a more extroverted sort of point of view right so obviously like judging from that kind of influence like i've looked more into like modern german philosophy than i have like ancient greek philosophy but in my readings what i'm finding is that the ancient greek stuff is you know for its time it was probably quite grandiose but Looking back on it, honestly, they didn't know anywhere near as much as we know now, and I think that's the beauty of philosophy is that it it has a tie with like philosophy, theology, and you know like ethics of you know social construct and things like that. But it also encourages you to sort of like break that mold and think outside, but without getting lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I just love the definition of philosophy. A Greek word, philosophia, literally love of wisdom. Yeah. yeah, is the study and general fundamental is the study of general and fundamental problems concerning matters such as existence, knowledge, values, reason, mind, and language. The well, term I mean, was you know, coined by Pythagoras. Yeah, well, I mean, playing in a depressive black metal kind of band, <laughs> existential denial and crisis is kind of 
a massive a massive part of the it's always yeah. like, like goes hand in hand mu- music yeah. in a nutshell isn't it yeah well, it kind of is oh, i mean that's it, yeah. it, i mean <laughs> philosophy is technically an art form yeah you know it's an you art think about it. yeah yeah so um you know it's it's like the rest of art it's without offending anybody that you know is really into art it's the most useless and fucking useful thing in the world at the same time and you know you so it's it's yeah. all on a spectrum well, I mean, that's the thing. When you think about philosophy, you know, people that sit around and discuss stuff, <clears throat> do they actually come up with answers? Or they just come up with more questions? Well, like, a, lo- a lot of the time it's theories, right? Yeah. So, mm. so, like, it's theories, it's more questions. But I think there's nothing wrong with asking the questions if you uh, if you understand that, like, sometimes you're not going to get an answer. That's yeah. the thing, you know? Yeah, actually, I'm thinking back to what you were just saying earlier, where you've got um, people that put a lot of thought into something and then don't do do anything and you got a lot of people that do a lot of stuff without thinking yeah and yeah. you know i'm just thinking hey, you get people that philosophize come up with these theories and it takes that sort of motivated person to say hey let's test one of those theories mm. or let's try something you know, we've talked about this let's do something about it yeah well, i mean it's yeah. it's not only that but if you look into like the genealogy of morality in general like which is you know the the nature sort of way of looking at things that it talks about like a master mentality or morality and a slave morality. And like, you know, instead of that being, and the, the reason a lot of people hate this guy is because they, number one, link him to Nazi movements and they, number two, link him as being a dick, basically. But he just says it how it is, is like basically the, the if you give him like a problem, you know, the, the master will look at it in a way that is like, okay, yes, this makes me feel good. This is what I'm going to do because humanity comes down to the will to power. You know, it's we're put on this earth that, like, we need to make the most out of what we've got. And when you understand that, you know, sometimes it means, you know, stepping on eggshells a little bit or whatever, but the master will say yes to any given problem or equation or whatever where the slave mentality, and he's not talking about master and slave as in, like, you know, American problems back in the day, but the slave mentality will say no. So the master says, okay, I like this, this is good. Or, you know, this is shit, but whatever, I'm going to do I'm gonna do it anyway. And then the slave kind of goes, no, this is bad because this comes from the master and the master is evil. So basically, like, there's the one side of the brain that is like, you know, you, you see it in, in other sciences as well, which is, you know, the whole alpha, beta, male thing or whatever. It's like the kind of, you know, you either accept something and go, okay, this is it, I'm going to crush it, or you say no straight away. And that's sort of like, in his opinion, like good and bad, that's where our idea of good and bad is like a misconception of these actual, like, genial moralities. Mm. So, you know, we've sort of like been like religiously kind of like indoctrinated to think that there is a good and an evil. And realistically, it's all about perception. And that's like the main thing is that, you know, two different people can look at something in two completely different ways and it changes the outcome drastically. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm convinced that there is actual good and actual evil. Yeah. Like, I actually think there is almost manifest of those elements. That in duality the is, in the world. is present Perhaps in the world. Like, yeah. 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 Well, I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why. I just feel it. Yeah. yeah. Feel I'm, it. I'm not so convinced, but... So you think it's just different shades of extremities? Well, look, like look, there's look, no. Well, look. Put it this way: if you go out in the street 
Mm. Or okay, say say you're in you you're in your home or whatever, and you walk outside your home, and we'll make it really primitive. You know, you're gonna go hunting. You're hungry. You got to go feed your wife and your kids and blah blah blah, or your tribe or whatever the fuck's going on. So you go out and you you're gonna go out and kill a lion or something like that, and somebody comes out and just fucking clubs you to death. Is that evil? I mean, in modern society, it's it's evil to kill. Mm. But well, it depends on the reason why that person killed you. Well, I mean, that's another social construct. Yeah, I mean, if, you, know, if, you know what I'm saying? If that guy, yeah. if there was like only one lion. And the two mean. people hunting, well, obviously you're going to kill that person so you can get the lion. Mm. But if you kill that person just because he's a dick, then that's a totally different. <laughs> yeah, story. but that's that's yeah. that's a that's a society based morality that's yeah. been invented by humans. That's so. true. <laughs> um, back in the day, you could you know it was you know even just you want to come out the stronger human being. You know you mm. you're you're protecting your you know your post or whatever. You know it's just the back, spin. Back in, back in the day when it was okay to kill people. Like, what so this has is, happened to the world? Well, this is the thing that you were saying before, is like you're saying that you blame evolution on the way that the world's going, but without evolution, we wouldn't have society at all. Yeah, that's true. You know, we'd true. still, yeah, yeah. like, I'd come in here and I'd be like, you're you're in my fucking, or, you you know, you'd be like, you're in my fucking thing. You'd kill me with this beer bottle. Mm. So, I mean, the the evolution of mankind is both our detriment and our advantage at the same time. you just got to pick... Honestly, it's it's really like whatever fucking helps you sleep at night, hey. Like in this in this sort of situation, you just got to pick what what makes you feel whole and complete, and you got to run with that. Because if you don't, your life is a fucking lie, mm. you know. And you're just gonna keep questioning that. Purple rain, Savita. That'll help me sleep at night. Yeah. What's that? Purple rain. Purple rain. Purple rain, Savita. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Weed. Purple rain? Purple rain. Sativa? Sativa, I believe. You said Savita. Savita? Fuck. Well, there's probably some in that fucking smoke. Um. If you said Sativa, I would have known exactly what (laughs) you meant. Sativa, Savita. Well, Uh. I think... What do you think is evil? Like, what's your... Give me an example of something that's evil. Um... Okay, well, for me... (laughs) I'll give you something to think about it. For me, I guess it's a if it's a if you are perfectly aware that what you're about to do is gonna fuck someone up, but it benefits you, but it's also not necessary like that benefit's not necessary to your survival that you choose to do that, I think kind of that's kinda evil. But then again, it's all constructs. It's all constant. I mean, look, like the what I was trying to say is like that the modern ideology between um, you know, the good and the evil thing, it's not necessarily wrong either, you know, Mm. like we we have a society and as much as the society doesn't work in a lot of ways, it does work in a lot of ways as well. Yeah. So I think you live in two thousand and eighteen you need to understand what is required of you to function in a society. Yeah. And that's a big part of existence because if you don't function in society, the thing that I don't tolerate is people that want the benefits of living in society. You know, they want the Centrelink, they want the, you know, the jobs, they want to be able to go to a bar and drink, but then they reject society at the same time. And it's like, well, unfortunately, the way it works is that you either accept something the way it is and you find your place in it and you make that work 
to the the best ability that you can sort of better yourself or you get the fuck out and you go live in the desert and then you don't have mm. to put up with it but you're on your own you know mm. like if you want to if you want to walk down to IGA and buy you know salad and food and blah 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 or meat or whatever whatever you you choose to eat then you that's a privilege of being in society is that you can go down to the store and do that where if yeah you, but but then doesn't that thing become an argument of doesn't every living person deserve to have food yeah regardless but, but, of what their contribution is yeah but back in the day you'd have to get your own fucking food so what i'm saying is that if you if you want to live if you want to you want to go down to iga and get your food and do all that that's fine but like you know you pay your taxes you go to work you make the money for you know, that privilege for to that, do that. For that privilege to be able to go down and not be harmed by whatever you're hunting yeah, for food. Yeah, but, wait, so, but that's what I mean. You know, back in the day, if someone was starving and they needed food, yeah, they'd go and, you know, they might steal food or someone would go and give them food because they need food. So food sustains life. Depends how now, far back in the but day But it's almost looking. like you're saying that if you can't afford food, you don't deserve food. No, no, not at all. No? I'm, I'm talking about people that, that reject food society and go i'm not doing this because the government is evil and this is evil and i don't want to work i don't want to work not that i can't find work if you can't find work that's understandable we live in an oversaturated world that's completely different but if Mm. someone deliberately chooses i don't want to have a job i don't want to work then therefore they don't deserve food and they deserve to die no no no. (laughs) they there's better yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. He's not saying. There's other ways uh, to do it. You know, if you can make enough um, enough cash to make ends meet to pay your rent, and then you live off the land, or you find something like that that's cool, yeah. that's fine. But it's sort mm. of like you can't you can't bite the hand that feeds. In that yeah. point, you know, if if you're going to yeah, say yeah. I'm not mm. going to work, I've got no income whatsoever. Some other guy is working, paying tax, you know, whatever, putting money in your pocket, and you're spending that money, you know. All the time, and you have no like hope to get out of that. That's yeah. you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's pe- I'm not talking about people that can't find a job or people that struggle to function in society because those people need help. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about people that reject society. You know, Absolutely, these these yeah. so-called hippie types. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. go, well, go mean, like, grow I'd... your own shit and fucking mm-hmm. you know start a farm and go somewhere where it doesn't cost any money to live off the land. Like if you don't like it, get out. Like, there's yeah. a, there's a yeah. lot of those people as well. Yeah. I I was one of them. Because I was one of them. Yeah, I was, I was about to say. You know, like I've been through that whole Centrelink thing where, and to a point, you get comfortable being able to sit at home in your underwear doing fuck all, and you know you're going to get a paycheck. Well, not doing fuck all because you still have to do some remedial basic fucking work oh, and Centrelink make it really hard for you as well you know, eh, they're, they're not so eh. crazy well but you know what I mean but mm. almost by doing no work and you know you're going to get a paycheck and you kind of feel comfortable but you know, at the same time I suppose I don't want to say you know a, a decent I'm not talking myself up but you know you get to that point where you realise this isn't right or you want to you yeah. want to be do more where some people more just like, yeah, this is fucking great. Yeah, but some people need that kind of help to get their shit together as well. That's yeah. another yeah. thing. So it just depends. Like, at the same time, the system is designed that it can facilitate the amount of people that it is facilitating. And mm. that's why they make cuts and move things mm. around and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not complaining about the system at all or anyone that's on the system. And I'm definitely not not having a go at Centrelink or whatever or, you know, government for putting our money where it goes. It's... That's absolutely fine. I'm talking from like a morality standpoint. Yeah, it's exactly. it's yeah, like yeah. if you're going to reject something, you can't have your piece of cake and, you know. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you don't you deserve to eat and you deserve to die. 
sure thing. <laughs> what is wrong with that? me? I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Why is wrong with me? You just no, I, I I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. from like a mentality standpoint. Absolutely, exactly. yeah, it's yeah. fucking annoying. I can't talk. It's I've come from like a you know a pretty well off family, and I've had support my entire life. Mm. Some people don't get that. They need that shit. That's different. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm absolutely. talking about people that are like 30 years old and they just don't want to fucking do anything with their life except, you know, it's all about being organic and living off the land. And it's like, well, go live off the land then. Don't shop at IGA and say because you bought fucking vegan gluten-free stuff that you're living off the land because you're not. Exactly. You know? yeah. Just that, walk, yeah. walk the simple. walk, basically. Walk the walk well, just, or, sh- or shut up. Just know? back up what you say, you know? Exactly, yeah. And there's a lot of those for. people. Mm. There's a lot of those people that will be relatively well off like they're not absolutely dumb well, I mean, are, they, are these the people that they, are jumping on the hashtag bandwagons <laughs> probably yeah I'll probably be, be surprised. well i just <laughs> i don't know i just um i don't really have a problem with anybody's views yeah as fucking vile or disgusting as some people might perceive them you know like mm. you know you got all these like anti-islam anti-blah blah, blah. So i've got no problem with anyone's views as long as they understand that um you know, these things are subject to them and they need to value them. And if they're, yeah. you know, a lot of people, they have views on things and they don't even back their own views. You yeah. know, you talk to them like off camera and it's like completely different. It's like, you know, yeah. you meet someone that's like, you know, their religion is super anti-alcohol and then you catch them smashing a bottle of vodka behind the <laughs> scenes. It's like, man, like, just yeah. be open with it. You're a fucking alcoholic. Like, totally. Yeah. 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 Put I'm on not, that. Not an alcoholic. Put on that priest robe and diddle some kids. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's all weird, man. That was really left field. What diddle some kids, priest? Fuck, that's low. No, I mean, like, uh, he's definitely left wing. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Um, yeah, interesting times though. But hmm. I'm glad I had to back out of Facebook. I keep harping on about this, but. I pulled the plug on Facebook, um, and it, it, I was waiting. So is that why you haven't liked any of my nudes lately? <laughs> That's probably why. You've got nudes? Send them to me. Yeah. I do, but you're not on Facebook anymore. <laughs> um, it, it feels really good, but I, I realized that we can't even manage our page without having an account, so yeah. I've got to get back on it that's, to manage that's, the fucking page. That's the main reason that I got back on it as well. Yeah, that's the only reason I use it now. Yeah. Like, I use a messenger, and mm. then I use it to post uh, the podcast yeah. stuff. Yeah. I haven't actually, like, literally gone to my own page or post or even looked, well, maybe, like, quickly scrolled through that feed and just, like, almost, like, you feel sick again. You're like, oh, fuck this, and you get rid of it. <laughs> I, li- I literally don't have the app on my phone. If I want to do it, I have to go to, like, a, a web computer. browser and type it in. Like, the old computer, yeah. Mind you, I do get caught in the Instagram scroll trap. Oh, fuck, yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a visual... I think a lot of people... Well, it's designed to be... It's a visual way. thing. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people are stimulated by visual images, and Instagram is just horrendous for that. Oh, yeah. You can literally scroll <laughs> for fucking hours but the other of thing, just Instagram, just like pictures, pictures. Well, it doesn't stop as well. Pictures. It's Advert. The pictures. other thing is they, they, they disappear as quickly as they go up, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 Nuts. You see a post that you like and it refreshes and it yeah. disappears. See, I, I yeah, you end up accidentally liking another post. Oh, no, that's not the one I wanted. I found that with the black metal scene as well. Like, that the photos that you put up on Instagram and stuff that appear as quickly as they disappear, like, they just don't get as much traction as actual content. Yeah. And that's mm. something I really respect about our fans and the people out there is like, 
if we put something up and it's like a studio clip of like someone recording something like it gets way more attention than like a photo that is like polished you yeah, know? That, yeah that's yeah. kind of cool like it's like people are there because they want to see cool shit music they want to hear more they want sensory experience they just they don't just want to look at you know photos of somebody playing an instrument over and over that have been edited on photoshop and it's kind of cool that's mm. it's a really good feeling but i've noticed that massively lately mm. fucking algorithms I yeah the algorithms. I, I don't even know how the fuck shit works anymore mm. i remember when it was just uh like latest post up the top yeah it's nice and easy yeah now it's like based off what you give attention to and shit yeah. it's crazy not to mention yeah. the adverts if you search one thing on your browser you'll have that fucking advert fucked up. i'm getting drones fucking on my instagram feed <laughs> yeah the last last time we were here we were looking at we're buying looking at a drones drone. yeah now i'm getting fucking drones everywhere like <laughs> fucking hell when i was like really 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 low on money a couple of probably three years ago i was trying to find like a new job and like i actually applied for a job to do those like crime scene clean up things but <laughs> oh, it's like shit. it's run by like one family and at the time, I was like, you know what? I've got an iron stomach. I'll be fucking sweet. Like, they make, like, 80 bucks an hour or even more. Oh so I applied God. for this job, but the ads that came up were <laughs> fucking horrendous. <laughs> it was, like, fucking, like, headspace. Like, are you going to kill yourself? Do you need to talk to them? I was like, no, no, I just need money. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that simple. Well, actually, I, I don't want to digress down to a dark path, but Perth's become pretty bloody in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you yeah. You heard about yeah. the shit that's been going on? Yeah, that kid up, that killed his Yeah, family. up in Ellenbrook, yeah. this, uh, like, I think it was, how old was it, like, 19 or something like that? Yeah. Uh, killed his mum and his sister and brother. When was this? Oh, like, last week. And apparently, apparently he had gone to... And then he, then he had, a, like, a psychological breakdown in court. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he actually, um, he had gone to, the police had been called to the house many times and got blown off. Actually, he think he went to hospital to, to request help. Yeah. They threw him away. Yeah. Then he went off and murdered his mother and sister and brother. Holy fuck. Um, another one on the radio today, there was uh, a, a foreign couple. Uh, this Brazilian guy was with this Indian girl having sex one night, and then he decides to fucking smash her face into a concrete, into the concrete and <laughs> throw her down two flights of stairs. Yeah, that's she's, pretty she's extreme. She's now a, a vegetable... It's like, yeah, there's, there's fucking fuck. person. I love vegetables. Fuck, like, yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd like. <laughs> like. Can you guys keep this rolling for two minutes while I go have a piss? Yeah, man, go yeah, for it. You do that, yeah. yeah. You, oh. didn't, you didn't hear about that stuff? No, I haven't. No, not at all. Perth be- become pretty fucking dangerous. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Is that related? There was another guy in, where was it, Margaret River? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, the guy that essentially killed his whole fucking family. His whole family? Yeah. Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, that uh, was crazy. Actually, probably would have been. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no. Perth's actually a bit of in a, in a bit of a spotlight at the moment. Well, <laughs> yeah. Is it really? It's just one story. Uh, actually, yeah. While while Chris is not here, yeah. Um, Friday thirteenth that night, should yeah. we just like digress down a path while Chris is not here? Why? Um, about that. Um, um, my paranoid delusion. Okay. I really, I just, I almost just want to put a shout out, like apology. Okay. To, yeah, do it. To Tim. I feel bad as well because I yelled at him. Yeah. Well, Tim, Tim, uh, some random Tim. guy comes up to us and starts talking. His name okay, is Tim. Wait, let's backtrack. It was at the gathering. The gathering at uh, Badlands. Badlands, which was a really good show. Yeah. Fear, Fear of Comedy were playing their kind of uh, reuniting sort of one-off show. Yeah. It's like 2010 all over again. It's Sean. It's amazing. Porter. Everyone yeah. was yeah. there, uh, but. Yeah, Tim showed up. Yeah, this some we're just standing there having a having a smoke, having a talk, and then some random person comes up to us, and I think he asks for a smoke, 
Yeah, I rolled into smoke. Yeah, um, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, what's your name?" Oh, my name's Tim. Like with a very bit of a kind of, it felt a bit aggressive. Like my name's Tim. I'm like, oh, okay. And you're like, you you saying you like you're Tim? Like, oh, you're Tim. I'm making a joke. But this guy decided to. He ended up dropping his life story on us. Mm. Life fucking story, and then. A lot of the things he said connected with a lot of the stuff that I was feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. And then the weed kicked in and all the alcohol and all the shit. And I started having a fucking paranoid delusion. I'm not going to go into detail about what, but yeah. literally to the point where I thought that, that per- I thought this guy was someone else. Yeah, I thought it was someone else as well. It's literally someone else. We and I, th- I thought that we were having a ruse, like some shit was going on. I'm like, some shit's going to go down. What the yeah. fuck is going on here? And he, like, I'll admit, he was, you know, his body language and things like that were that of what I've been trained to know as someone that's about to, or or is pulling the piss a little bit. Yeah. Or yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. trying to intimidate a bit. Yeah, yeah. So my defense mechanism naturally was to tell him to go away, which yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. But I feel bad because it wasn't who we thought. Yeah, it turns out it was not the person we thought it was. Um, we were really... High and drunk. I was paranoid. I was delusional. I was straight. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, well, yeah, literally. And so I literally think all my thoughts, everything I was feeling throughout that week just fucking dropped at that... At that moment. At yeah. that moment. But shout out to Tim. Man. Shout out to Tim. We're really sorry. Sorry that we... we yeah. Uh, come down. Come have a beer with us. We'll yeah. we'll try and get in touch with you. Yeah. I felt, I felt yeah. super bad. We, we... Yeah. Friday 13th was a fucking crazy night. We were us. at Badlands while you were... While you were playing, yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, <laughs> guys. Uh, thanks for the support, guys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I, I'd already bought tickets and yeah. Um, yeah but how's your, how's your pee? That's great. How good. is your how is refreshing? Yeah, was it clear? Hydrated? Feeling good? I wasn't looking. Oh, you weren't looking. How's your oh, pee like when you don't look? I like to close my eyes. <laughs> imagine all the good things in the world. Just enjoy, enjoy the pee. Do you uh, sit down while you pee? <laughs> No, I'm liking it. Like some people, like I don't even sit down when I shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like I actually hurt. How you funny would do you, do you do you stand up when you wipe your ass? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I, I half. No, I, I half stand. I usually do like a handstand and like. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how funny yeah. would it have been if I just legged it instead? Like, <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> this, get in my car and fuck up. <laughs> I don't think. Nah, Chris will be back, back soon. Oh, he's gonna come yeah. Yeah, he'll be back soon. <laughs> What a bizarre question. I used to sit down on the toilet as a kid to piss, though. And yeah, mom, well, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, but mum was like... I don't know, I kind you, of picked you yeah. as one of those kids that, like, pulled your pants right down to your ankles at the urinal. Yeah, I did that. And I, you st- lift, I still do that. And like, then you it's not safe in 2018. <laughs> you got to be careful, man. Lift your shirt up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, you don't want your dick no, to, no, like, graze the, yeah, actually, some guy's thigh. The, the most... The, the greatest feeling is when you go to the toilet, when you get like a urine or something, you know, you pull yourself, you pull down the front to get it out, but you actually, you pull the rest down to expose your butt and it feels fucking great. <laughs> no, it feels fucking good. Why? Just the cold air on Just cold, you know, just release a bit fresh. Or the fact that other men are looking at you. <laughs> is that why you really like it? <laughs> oh my goodness. This is going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing after this, Chris? I've got to go home and... Uh, You're just- mixing some shit. I've got to yeah. touch up some bass stuff for the new record, and then I've got to do a interview for a Persian magazine that I still haven't done yet. Okay. Persian. Yeah. Persian so magazine. is that something like they've they've given you a bunch of questions? And you have to like record your own answers and. So I did. Response. I did like a, a video that was you know, 
like shout out to the magazine basically asking our um middle eastern fans to submit questions to them yeah so they've got a collection of questions submitted to them by the middle eastern fans of ours that want to know things and i need to do like a video sort of response to that mm. they, they want you to get all done up like. yeah they they did ask if i do uh if <laughs> yeah, i do the paint you, you um cause paint but like have like sit in your underwear <laughs> but, have, but have your socks you ha- have your socks on for some reason well, uh, just naked but your socks it's not off the cards <laughs> oh my goodness um, any, any Perth shows coming up? Uh, just I can't remember if you mentioned Perth Satiricon ones yeah, the Satiricon. Oh, yeah. that's going to be that, sick what's that end of uh, start of September end of yeah, August start of September yeah. I think it's September 4th Fuck yes yeah, That'd be nice. September fourth. Then we get a day off, so I'll go over to Melbourne like a day early and catch up with friends. Then we got Melbourne, Canberra, Sydney, Brisbane. After that, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the Canberra venue? Um, it's not the basement. Um, usually it is the basement. I'm not sure, yeah. but I know I know actually that a lot of people in Canberra have been like, "Oh, that's a weird venue to pick." That means it's going to be a yeah, really fucking, fun show. I mm. think Canberra is a weird place. <laughs> Let alone yeah. a venue. I thought the only politicians live in Canberra. Like, what the fuck are they doing in Canberra? Canberra's kind of weird, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty good music. There's, there's You'll probably get some politicians. They're really loyal music Canberra. fans over there, though. They, they well, you know, yeah, the politicians. DAL have pulled the pin on Adelaide, but they're still putting Canberra shows on. Right. So, I mean, there must be something there. There is, yeah. I've been there, like, twice. It's been a bit weird. It was always freezing fucking cold, like zero degrees at Canberra. I've played there once that I remember semi and it was pretty cool it was a yeah. cool vibe it was very different the show was actually pretty good for like a local thing yeah you know Canberra's the only city in Australia that was actually designed for a 50 50 something year lifespan oh I actually designed you know, so you know how Perth when we de- design and develop our city we just like grow out we just like keep adding on mm. to everything Canberra was actually designed 50 years in advance of its development. Right. Yep. Wow. The way it's designed, like, the, essentially the circular centre with the Parliament building, and then each... If you actually look at a map of Canberra, it actually, like, points out to, like, other circular sp- spots. Like, almost like a, um... <clears throat> I don't know how to describe it. You know, circle in the middle points out to other circles. And it's actually designed and developed so the city can right. grow in a uh, calculated... Manner. Right. Like mm. a template. Yeah. It's just Especially, got a template yeah, yeah. laid out. That's mm. pretty interesting, man. Yeah. There's a lot of square buildings and not much in between from what I remember. Yeah. But it was all right, man. And a lot of politicians. <laughs> a lot of uh, tax file <laughs> tax file numbers kept on record. Um, I didn't see a lot of politicians last time I was over there. Like, you know, you'd expect to just see people in suits walking around the place. Yeah. But mainly yeah. crackheads. <laughs> people, with, people with young kids. It's yeah. pretty much like everywhere in Australia. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Shall we crack this last beer? Yeah. Can you well, help me? Are we going to share it? Uh, we can share it if you like. There's do you, more downstairs. Do you, have, do you have AIDS? I, I do. Cool. Well, you can't catch, can't catch it twice. <laughs> it hasn't progressed to AIDS. It's just HIV at the moment. Um, I'm not you choosing. Got, you can you open it? Oh, you want me to open it? Oh, <laughs> you got a shit <laughs> attitude, Darren. Get, get, get Chris to open it. I want to see Chris open it with something. What can you open it with? Open it with. Uh, Give me your finger. What about this remote? <laughs> do you reckon you can do it with this remote? Let's what if, this what remote. if I break it, though? Uh, that's it, all right. That's you don't cool. give a shit? Let's break it. Uh, it's, it's pretty fucking <laughs> flimsy, hey? <laughs> hey! 
Hey! Holy shit! I like the pop on that one as well. You like Did, you barely didn't put, even break the remote. <laughs> you put barely any effort in. You just pop it. You do it backhand, right? No, it's a um, it's like a fulcrum thing. Like you got to get the balance right. Oh, and it just right. pushes it right off. Oh, that's crazy. But I've got to say that the Japanese beers are way harder to open than they, a lot yeah, of other beers. Yeah, that's why I have trouble. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you know the um, the bottles, the actual bottles, especially in Asahi, they're actually engineered differently to every other beer bottle. Have you noticed how heavy they are mm. in a Asahi bottle? Mm. Mm-hmm. Keeps it cold. Yeah. Keeps it fresh. You can be out like you can have bottles all over a table in the backyard, and a gust of wind comes, blow. Every single bottle off the table except the Asahi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking heavy as fuck. They thought about that well in advance. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to clock someone on the head, grab the Asahi bottle. Because it'll hurt. Are we still talking Why? about good and evil? <laughs> Why? Why are you so Why? violent? Holy I mean, shit. Some pent up frustration. <laughs> You've had a fucking bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't stopped moving. Am I still moving? I don't That's know. Cool. Is there anything else you want to plug? Is there anything else we need to plug? That's a that's um, a very delicate question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just got it. I just got it. Um, we our website was down for a while. It's down, but it's back up <clears> and looking better up. than ever. It's back up. It's kind of reorganized nice now a little bit. Good, yeah. Um, there we are. So yeah, nice. Chris, you like it? What do you reckon? Yeah, it's nice, nice and black and red. And well, I'm colorblind, so uh, well, oh, it's, fuck. Very, it's, it's like black and gray. <laughs> <laughs> Keep forgetting that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the website's back up. Back um, up, so you should be able to find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, YouTube. YouTube is more like just, hey, if you want video, it's here, but primarily... No, it's but like, well, I reckon we should be smashing that YouTube. Okay, let's smash yeah, it. Yeah, fucking yeah. smash YouTube, because the videos are fucking good. We're actually going to put together a highlight reel yeah, of cool. different bits and pieces. Bits and pieces, yeah. Because, I don't know, people like sit there, oh, I don't want to watch a fucking hour video because I don't know what's on it. Well, we'll fucking show you what's on it. We'll fucking show you, and you'll fucking like it, and you'll fucking watch it. Just, like, take bits of other people's videos. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> other, hey, other, we're we'll, super interested. We'll put together other people's podcasts <laughs> yeah. and say there's a highlight reel. And they just say it's <laughs> our highlight reel. Perfect. That will, I can't see anything going wrong with that. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah. Fuck yeah. Thanks for coming down, man. Chris, That's it cool. is always a great. pleasure. Yeah. I pretty much live at Sumo, so. Yeah, wow, yeah. you've been here tracking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Will you be back for more? More tracks? Uh, not for this record, but we will come back in soon. Yeah. I'm sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good, man. It's a nice little studio. I think um, Tristan's been hitting it hard with promo as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Soon we'll be able to, pretty much if you want to use this space. Hey, if anyone else wants to do a podcast, this place will be available. Space. Just yeah. have the space. Um, and everything's set up. You don't have to do video if you just want to do audio. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, get a nice little hub. I think Tristan's going to film some stuff here as well, some live stuff. Really? Yeah, downstairs. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, oh, I thought he's you doing like a new thing where you can come in and like jam out and then get oh, filmed yes, on. Yes, and, of course, the, yeah. the live thing you're and, saying, yeah. sumo sessions or something like that. We're definitely gonna gonna do something. Like I, that. Thought I, talk, I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about the the white couch behind us. Like, <laughs> no, no, that's that's the yeah. casting couch. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so that yeah, a lot of cool stuff to look forward to. Um, getting back in the swing of it. We've got some more guests coming up. Do we? We won't. Do we? We won't mention we? in case they don't come on. People actually want to come here. Yeah. Oh, what crazy! Well, yeah, people. we had to pay Chris. <laughs> <laughs> in beer, uh, in beer, in beer. Hell yeah! But um, thanks for coming on, man. Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah, it has been great. We'll keep an eye on your progress. Uh, always good having you on. Say hi to the gang. 
No worries. Say hi to Tom. Enjoy, enjoy the uh, major the, Tom. the touring and the uh, travels. It sounds like you got a fun-filled couple of months, man. Yeah, it's gonna be big. We'll still be here podcasting, and don't forget f- to philosophize. Yes, <laughs> every day. <laughs> Philosophy. Uh, Thanks so much, Chris. Cool. No worries, yeah. Man. yeah.